Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm Nelia, and I'm so glad that you have joined us again for another week. Today, I have a very special lady, um, a new friend to me. Her name is Michelle Butt. How are you, Michelle? I am good. I am good. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm excited. We got a fellow Torontonian on today. So uh, she's from Toronto. So I'm excited about that. I haven't talked to somebody in Toronto yet. This is great. (laughs) I know. Isn't it funny that you find a neighbor in your online space that you didn't know you had? It's true. And I've spoken to people all over like Australia, like everywhere. And I haven't had anybody yet from Toronto. (laughs) So I'm happy to have you. Um, So Michelle is a facial intelligence expert which sounds very intriguing to me. So this is why I kind of wanted to have her on the show. I think that she's going to be um, giving us a new perspective and um, explaining a little bit about what that means and how it ties in with with all of you listeners at home. Um, Michelle has also been featured on TEDx Toronto, Reinvention Radio, and OM Times Magazine. So her research and results have shown that the face is the starting place of any transformational journey and leveraging the information you see in a face is the key to changing the results you're getting in your sales process. So she's also a coach as well. So yeah, Michelle, there sounds like a lot to learn today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, where do we start? If you can tell us a little bit about how you got introduced to this, that would be fantastic. Um, This way we could understand a little bit about how it came about and how it all started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am a mom of four and about 11 years ago now, I uh, was deciding that I wanted to get back to work. My kids were little, but I wanted, you know, enough that I could get back to work. And so I um, was working in a coaching just that I had started and I was seeing clients and we were getting results, but every now and then they would come back and they would still not, uh, they'd come back a few weeks later and say, I still have the same problem. So I was thinking, okay, there's something I'm missing in this process somewhere that I need to get better at to help my clients. And in the meantime, I was uh, married and our relationship was not where I wanted it to be. And I just could not figure out why we weren't connecting. And And I thought to myself, okay, there's something missing. There has to be something that I am missing that I'm not seeing. And so um, 
what I do when I need to figure something out is I go to my happy place, which is the bookstore. And here that's chapters when we could roam around <laughs> the bookstores freely. And, um, and I came across a book on Chinese face reading. And uh, when I looked at the book, I picked it up and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I put it back down. But then I could not leave the store without it. <laughs> so I took it home, read it, and I realized uh, in two days, oh my God, this is my missing piece. And um, then I found the person who wrote that book and I studied back and forth with her because she was in the States uh, for two years. And I added face reading, which has now over time morphed to facial intelligence, to my practice and to my life, and it changed everything. Um, so what that really is, is it's, it's not body language. It's not checking to see if someone's lying to you. What facial intelligence is, is it starts in Chinese medicine where we look at the face and the features and markings and wrinkles to understand people's personality traits, how they, um, how they kind of innately are designed to look at the world. And then it also helps us to see how people respond to their life experience. So how are they habitually thinking and feeling? And then that shows up in the face kind of as, as their story. And we give that freely to each other by just putting a Facebook picture online or seeing each other out in public or on Zoom or wherever <laughs> we get to see each other. We say, hey, you know, this face here, this is me. And if you can read it, then you're, you can speak my language and then I can speak yours and we can connect and communicate way better. And, you know, if you're in business, you can use it in sales. But, you know, when I started, this was all about getting to know people in my life and helping my clients to move through their blocks, which could be personal or business, but really connecting more deeply on a human level. I love that. I could sure use it for my teenager, although he probably doesn't have a lot of markings yet, but still, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. But no, that sounds great because, you know, sometimes we're so worried about the the outside and the way we look and the wrinkles and everything. And it does really, truly tell stories of what we've been through. And, you know, well, I remember this scar from this and, and you know, people I think need to, um, they need to embrace that like the song says, you know, scars are beautiful, right? So yeah. this is just another way of understanding. So yeah, it it could work in your family. And like you said, in business, I think it's, it's another tool that we could learn another skill that we could learn that could really help us understand each other. So I think yeah. that's great. So how does it all work? Absolutely. Like, can you, <laughs> can you share with us <laughs> how, you know, how do you, do you use it? You use it in your personal and your business as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so the way that I then, after going through the whole process of learning the Chinese medicine aspects of reading the face, then I realized, oh my goodness, I'm trained in linguistics, I'm trained in body language. So how do we put this all together so that now that we're in this modern world where people are looking for more practicality rather than kind of the woo-woo ancient. How do we bring that all together so that people see, yeah, this is still a valuable tool and it's not like palm reading and, you know, it's, it's mystical, but not really. And um, so that was 
what I had to do to shift it. Um, and then um, what, how I, how I use it is, so for example, when I was with those clients initially, there was a client that kept coming to me. And as soon as I started learning the face reading work, one day she walked into my office and I looked at her and I saw her nose and I said, oh my gosh, now I understand. I understand where everything is coming from. And I just explained to her and I'll explain it. See, to me, to me right now, that sounds crazy because I don't understand it yet. Right. Yeah. So it's true what you're saying. Like sometimes people believe in, in the palm reading and all that stuff. And a lot of people think it's like foo-foo kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But until you know it, until you study it, until you understand the connection and the substance behind it, you know, you don't know. Right. So when you say that about the nose, yeah, sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just like, just oh, from that, ahead. I was like, what, you know, but at <laughs> the same time, now I want to hear more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so this was someone who was struggling with anxiety, struggling at her work, struggling in her relationship, and just was a mess. And every um, process that we were doing in this process that I was th taught said, oh, this has to be her problem because this is everybody's root problem. But what her nose said was that she was very, very sensitive to um, energy and spaces, so very, very spatially sensitive, um, very much someone who kind of looked at the big picture and um, all the details right at the same time. So kind of needed to be in control because she always had a vision of how things should be and steps of how they should go. Um, and when anything went not necessarily according to plan, then it threw her off, but she thought she was really easygoing. Um, and there was, uh, and then she would have, a, you know, expectations of herself and other people that were so high, they were impossibly high. Yeah, so her expectations were impossibly high and she was not, uh, but she would never talk like that. Or when she was describing what was going on in her life, she never said that those were the things that were happening, but her nose said that's how she was programmed to look at life because of the shape and the size and other features that kind of com combine with that. She very much had this archetypal nature of what I would call in facial intelligence, like a, um, a royal. So very much someone who um, had all those traits. And so when I described that to her and said, so here's what's happening, you know, are you holding yourself and other people to impossibly high standards? Then she started to realize that that was what she was doing. When she was in this work environment that all of a sudden had become very toxic and not really what she wanted anymore, her environmental sensitivity would cause her to be anxious because she was just more aware of, you know, other people's emotions floating around in the air than people who didn't have her kind of nose and so she realized oh my gosh I have to make some shifts and oh when yeah every time I plan a date with my boyfriend and one thing goes wrong I go crazy and then I think he doesn't love me and I didn't I wasn't the perfect girlfriend and all of these things and then I said okay well what if you know you didn't focus on the one thing that went wrong and you focused on the five things that went right would you still feel the same way 
anyway. So Mm -hmm. that, that nose just kind of put us on the path of how she could start seeing herself differently. And then even just give herself some grace to say, okay, well, this is who I am. This is how I'm always going to see things. This is how I'm programmed to behave. So I need to accept that mm-hmm. and also share with the people in my life, you know, this is how I see things. When I plan something, I plan it down to every detail. So if I get stressed out because something goes awry, it's only because I want you to have this perfect experience. And so she was able to start communicating her response and her um, anxiety and what triggers it to the people in her life to make changes. And as a result of that, within two years, she had quit her job, started her own business, left that relationship, found the man she was going to marry. And now she's just wrote a book and is thriving and had a baby and, you know, (laughs) everything kind of shifted after she started to see herself differently. And so it was very, very powerful. Wow. That's amazing. Um, Okay. So I know you can't tell me what you learned in those years that you studied in, in five minutes, but what is it about the nose that you're looking for that reached Mm -hmm. out to you? Is it, is it the way it looks? Is it the way it leans? Like, what is it exactly that, that tells you like that you're pulling from? Yeah. In her case, her nose was um, a little bit more prominent in comparison to the rest of her features. There was a bump right at the top. And um, in terms of her face, she had a very fine, um, like chiseled, longer face. And so those things contributed to that kind of personality type manifestation. Okay. So it's in how in relation with other parts of the face as well. It's not just the nose. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry about my questions. It's just, I'm trying to figure out. No, no, I love these questions. It all comes together, you know? So, okay. So I understand that before you can, you know, you can go there with somebody, (laughs) um, you do know the person quite a lot at first. And then you analyze it in that way, right? The reason why I'm asking is looking at me, because my audience knows what I look like. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to tell anything like that about me not really knowing that much about me? Or yeah, would we have absolutely. to sit and have a meeting? Or are there things like, this is just a, a, interesting to me. Or are yeah. there things that you can tell me just like by meeting me today? Absolutely. Yeah, you can look at um, someone and even from their Facebook picture, get oh, an wow. idea as to how they are and, and who they are and how they move through the world. So, you know, when we, um, I know we've chatted a little bit, but before, um, so if I were to look at you, one of the first things I would think was, okay, what's the feature that is kind of showing me its self first? And there are, are a couple. So if I Um, you know, you kind of look at combinations of features to get someone's kind of primary personality I love this. I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't think this was going to go there. But if you want to give me a little bit of information, I would be, I would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I see you first, I see this nice, strong chin that's kind of, um, uh, yeah. I'm smiling. I know, I know. And you know, what's interesting, because most people, you know, the things sometimes in our society that we think are, oh, 
that people don't like about themselves are things that from a face reading perspective have the most beautiful meanings. So, you know, when you smile, your chin kind of makes a bit of a double chin. It and, does. Um, and in face reading, that really is the mark of someone who can be a really nice mediator and see more than one side of a situation and try and, you know, give people all sides of a situation. So it's a really beautiful trait. I, I would think that it resonates with you. Oh, <laughs> um, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so that chin in, con in conjunction with your wavy hair that is part of what I would call um, a very much someone who is a sage archetype. So this is someone who has really deep feelings, is intuitive, tends to hold their emotions inside and doesn't necessarily let them come out right away. Um, so it may take time for you to say how you're feeling or for people to know how you're feeling. Sometimes people might not even no, or you've done a lot of work to allow yourself to bring stuff out because as a, as what happens with sages sometimes is that they tend to hold everything in and then it becomes a tsunami and it all comes out one day or at one time. And um, it's very much associated with the water element in Chinese medicine. So there's a lot of stillness and water can be calm, but it can also be you know, tsunami destructive kind of thing. Wow. Um, You've got me so far. Wow. This is Yeah. Cool. And, um, and then the other thing, and I know you mentioned it to me, but I, it doesn't surprise me at all is that, um, sages are very, very musical and it's like an innate kind of talent that they have, um, or creative because there's this intuitive connection to more. It's like, being connected to the space in between worlds. And so sometimes it's just like, well, I know the answer to that, but I don't know how I know it, but I just know. And that's very much like something. Oh that... my goodness. This is like enlightening to me. Well, and is it resonating? Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. I would say that all those things are correct. I'm glad you didn't mention any of the wrinkles though, but you can, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what the thing is with wrinkles is that they are, um, they, are, and I'm just trying to look cause I don't really see any. Um, oh, yay. But I, <laughs> <laughs> they're there. But they're just can... hiding underneath the plumpness of my. Well, you know, the thing is with sages is that they tend to wrinkle the least because they keep their emotions, uh, more hidden and more covert. Um, and so, you know, wrinkles really are, I, you know, we say, oh, they're a sign of aging, but really what they are is they're a sign that we've had more time to, to be in the pattern that we've been in. So um, a wrinkle is really the result of an expression that we make over and over and over. And that expression is fueled by um, emotions and thought patterns. So depending on where a wrinkle shows up and which feature it's kind of around, we'll know what kind of an emotional pattern someone is in. And, you know, you can see that when you look at a picture of someone, but then when you're chatting with someone as they make their expressions, and even if the wrinkle doesn't stay, but you see the expression, you can see where, oh, okay, but they kept doing that, that would carve a line there. You can start to see, okay, they're in this pattern. And if I want to help them or understand them, then I can see the pattern and I can, you know, if, if you're a, 
coach or a practitioner working with someone, you can help them work through that. But if you're just a friend or a loved one, then you can see something and say, okay, well, I know what's going on there. So I can help subtly or mm -hmm. I can um, not contribute to that um, stress, that negative emotion anymore for them. Um, yeah. So I'll just give you an example mm -hmm. of your own face, if you're willing. Of course, I would love that. Thank okay. you. Okay. So when I'm seeing you, I don't, it's not necessarily always there, but you tend to kind of turn the corners of your mouth down. Do you mm. see that in your reflection? right Yes. Now? Um, and it's not there all, when your face is in neutral. So it's not permanent yet and the good thing you know the nice thing about wrinkles is that most of them are just signs for us to see in the mirror saying hey there's something going on under there emotionally and mentally and you want to look at it or you want to keep doing it it's totally mm, up to you interesting. but we're showing you yeah because um, I spend a lot of my years in sadness so that would be why my lines would be forming yeah, potentially. And so what those ones mean around the mouth, it's about kind of being disappointed a little bit. Um, also someone who's overgiving. So if you tend to give a lot to other people and, you know, your time, your energy, all of that, and you need to replenish yourself, take some more time for self-care, that's kind of what those lines are saying. They're saying, hey, okay, you've got a pattern of a little bit of disappointment going on here. So um, start being happier. Come on, fix that somehow. <laughs> or, you know, get other people to help you because most of the time we're disappointed because we have to do everything ourselves and we feel like other people aren't picking up the slack. So get help, ask for help or um, take some self-care because if you want to give that much, that's great, but recharge so that you don't feel so run down and then you resent everything Absolutely. Yes. And I agree with that too. And that's why I'm changing things around and created the show because I've realized how important it is to do that. So thank you so much. And the things that you've told me, most of them are things that I recognized in myself, but I know that if we had gone more deeper and we had continued this for a while, for example, you would probably point out things to me that were surprising, which would be interesting. So I think that's a great tool if we can learn a little bit about ourselves and, and other people, we can treat people differently. We can um, react differently. We can accept things more. I think there's a lot of good that can come from having that skill. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, you're very, very self-aware. You're doing this work because, you know, you you had a transformation and you want other people to transform. But most people aren't there. But you, they, so when they, when you as a, person who knows how to read faces sees that on somebody else's face and you know oh they've got a pattern of disappointment are you going to disappoint them then no there's this mm. awareness to say okay i'm not going to commit to something to that person that i can't follow through on or i'm going to give them a little bit extra kindness if they're feeling a little bit victimy today because i know they have a lot on their plate and so it can just shift how we even consciously treat each other because now you know what that person is unconsciously telling you even though they don't know they're telling you that consciously right because so many times we hold our feelings inside but you cannot mm -hmm. hide what your face is showing and i mean even yeah. if you try to have a flat face and not show your emotions it still comes through absolutely 
and you can try to Botox it away, but you know what, you're <laughs> yeah. still, you might not see it for a day or however long that that stuff lasts. But if you're still stuck in the pattern of the thinking and the behaving and the feeling, then it's going to come back. That's why those aren't permanent solutions. You have to change the inside in order for the outside to reflect that change. And so, you know, the work kind of goes both ways because when you recognize a pattern and you say, okay, well now I'm really going to work on this and you change it, then your face doesn't have to show you that you're disappointed anymore. If you're not disappointed anymore, <laughs> it's not going to do it. Right. Yes. That's very interesting. So when you tell people that this is what you do, what kind of reactions do you get? Do you get people like welcoming and interested or do you get people kind of thinking, well, you know, I've never heard of this kind of thing. And like, do you get a lot of roadblocks of people not believing mm -hmm. what you're saying? Most of the time people hide their face and then they laugh. <laughs> and then, um, you know, but most of the time I get people who say, okay, read my face or can you tell that I'm tired today or something, you know, like it's, um, it's that kind of thing. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a varied reaction, but absolutely. It's all fun. What is the quirkiest thing that a face can tell you? Like sort of, if somebody's just learning, what would be something that would be surprising that you could tell just by looking at somebody? Like, I know that I'm like, oh, like as you're reading my face, you were telling me things and I'm like, oh, that's the kind of stuff she can tell, you know? Is there something, something that maybe we don't expect when we're learning about this that is going to pop out at us? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, well, usually what I tell people is to kind of start um, uh, with a feature that you can see. So most of us can see everybody's eyebrows, right? And so eyebrows are really a cool kind of feature because they tell us a little bit about how someone makes decisions. They tell really? us a little bit about their oh. confidence. Yeah. So, you know, in a business perspective, knowing how people make this decisions is pretty cool. But even in a personal scenario, right? You look at, um, you know, what's for dinner or where are we going to go? And um, people can make those decisions very differently. And oftentimes, even with couples, it's like, oh, that's why we always have that conflict. Um, so it's a really cool thing. So with um, eyebrows, see that so, you know, that's surprising mm -hmm. to me. I never would have oh. put the two things together. So I'm so yeah. glad that you're introducing me to this today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, I know so that <laughs> if someone has really straight eyebrows, then they're very much a logical kind of person. They make decisions based on, okay, does this make sense? What's the one, two, three, four of this? Uh, you know, did you give me ABC? And um, then they'll make a decision. Someone whose eyebrows are more rounded, so they kind of look round you know, then uh, that's someone who makes their decisions from a people-centered place. So, um, you know, okay, yeah, makes sense, but is it good for everyone concerned? So if it isn't, then they're not gonna be on board right away. And then people with peaky eyebrows, so look kind of like Vs, like upside down Vs, then those are really quick decision makers. They're very reactive. They're like, yeah, okay, let's go. And so depending on, you know who someone is so i have very straight eyebrows one of my kids has very very peaky eyebrows and so they're always like okay let's do it and i'm like but wait we have to think what's is this right how much is it going to cost is it and it's okay let's just go and so more impulsive you know, when we're, 
Yeah. And so when we're trying to do something together, there's always like, okay, I either have to think faster or she needs to realize I better give mom A, B, C, D before mom's going to say, okay, even though I've already made up my mind, I'm getting this thing or I'm doing this thing. Right. And we're talking natural eyebrows here. Okay. Everybody who's listening, yeah. we're not talking yeah. about, you know, different uh, shapes and yeah. things like that. Yeah. We're yeah. talking. Yeah. But wow, this is interesting. Okay. So I know that you want to offer um, my audience a, a connection call, which mm-hmm. is very, very uh, great of you to do that. So what would a connection call entail, for example? So usually what happens when someone comes on a connection call, I get to see their face and just figure out what's going on with them. It usually is about figuring out what their biggest challenge is and if um, the solutions or the root cause of that challenge or pain in their life is written on their face and how we can work together to move through it and solve the problem. That's phenomenal. So thank you for offering that. That's incredible. And um, yeah, you, we're also going to be putting a link to um, something else as well, if you'd like to you know, explain a little bit about that. Um, well, yeah, if you're in business, then um, I do have a guide to help you use facial intelligence to improve your sales process. So um, that's there too. Sounds good. <laughs> and, you know, it works for business, but it even works for, you know, selling your husband on a vacation if you ever get to take one again. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Does it help uh, kind of persuade your children to eat things that they don't want to eat? Because I could use that. <laughs> Oh but, yeah, I know. No, that sounds amazing because anything that can help in business like that too, like what an what an amazing tool. Yeah. 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 And you know, especially in this world that we find ourselves in where we can't sit in the energy of other people anymore and just get a feel for them. There's something about this work that allows you to see someone in a very different light, even online, that creates a connection that might have only been able to be made in person before. And so I think you can show up more honestly, more, um, more informed and uh, really try and make a genuine connection in a very, very, um, you know, sterile space kind of. Yeah. And we all need that, you know, we need more and more human connection, I think, Um, especially as, as this COVID thing is dragging on and, it's just, it's tough. And there's so many lonely people out there that anything we can do to connect with one another is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything, okay, I don't want to ask any more about me, but at the same time you were talking about, you can find challenging things. I would be interested to know if you see a challenging thing. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm kind of taking advantage here, but. Uh, no, well, you know, I think, um, what you don't feel like you have to be on the spot like honestly if you don't no 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 i just i like sometimes i okay you're gonna be talking we're talking about this in front of an audience oh i don't care i'm an open no i'm good i'm good yeah yeah so sometimes what you can see is you can see um potentially what may have been a challenging time for someone and um and then for me that that gives me a a curiosity about, okay, what was that like? And, and so what I see is that potentially you had some 
rough patches in your teenage years. Does that yes. resonate with you? Yes. And, um, and so I would wonder about, okay, well, where did that come from? How did that come about? And, um, uh, you know, based on Chinese medicine, where you see that is you see that in the hairline. And so your hairline's very, very, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's not even, it's kind of jagged. Yes. Um, and so that just kind of shows ups and ups and downs in that teenage time. Absolutely. And it sometimes can have to do with, um, you know, that's the time when they say it's the mother's influence. So, um, and if that mother's influence isn't what you expected or isn't what you thought it should have been, or if roles were reversed, then you see that jagged hairline because, you know, in Chinese medicine, the job of the mother is to prepare you for life and show you all the ways of getting into adulthood. And if for some reason there was a disconnect there, or that relationship was unable to be fulfilled in that way, then you having to figure things out on your own or having mm -hmm. a rocky relationship or whatever that would mean shows up there. So thank I don't you know for that. Your... No, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, there are some things in there for sure. See, now that now you've given me some stuff to go away and think about, which I love. So appreciate that. No, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Know, sometimes we, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but no. sometimes we don't realize that that's a part of our story that we're telling. Part of the healing and process. <laughs> Yeah, but our face also wants other people to know, hey, I'm the person I am today because this, and I'm pointing to my hairline, I know you can't see me right now, but this is part of my journey. This was what got me here. And so it stays that way in a way because you want the world to see it, but you also want to see it when you look in the mirror. Like unconsciously, you're looking at yourself and you're seeing, oh yeah, this was my journey. And, you know, this might've been tough or, wow, look how far I came or look what I had to do for myself that, you know? And so we just get to look at each other differently and our, at ourselves differently. Yeah. Cause you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll look in the mirror, you know, if I'm put, I don't put makeup on half as often as I used to. Um, but you know, if I'm putting on makeup or brushing my teeth or whatever, and I'm quickly looking, I'm not paying attention. I'm looking in the mirror. Okay. But there are days and I find it's the days where maybe I've got more going on, you know, there's some sadness there and I just take a minute and I'm not necessarily brushing my teeth or doing anything. And I just happen to be passing by a mirror and I'll look there and I'll kind of just stare into my eyes and it feels weird, but I can see things in that moment that I, I that I'm feeling, even though my face isn't giving off that clue, you know, it yeah. isn't giving off that expression. So it's interesting to see what, like, because you know what you feel yourself at that moment. Well, most of the time, but it's mm -hmm. very um, intriguing to me to hear what other people think based on just the look, you know, because you always hear, well, don't, you know, base a book by its cover, right? Like, don't just mm -hmm. look at the outside. But some, but you're right. There absolutely are clues and windows into the soul. You know, when you do, when you do learn those skills and look at somebody in that way. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of the mistakes we make is that we think the face is the cover, but it's not. It's the whole story. It's every chapter right there. 
And so we've already opened the book when we give each other our faces. And it's just a matter of like, you know, it might be a book in German and you need to translate it into, you know, it's really like when you can read a face, it's like reading the language of that person's essence. And then you can. It's like a photograph. Know. It's like when you look at a yeah. photo, even if it doesn't have a caption or it's in another language and you don't understand what the story's about, you can usually pick it, you know, pick at it. Yeah. And it's like even those, you know, those singing shows where they hide your face and then you sing a song mm -hmm. and then you turn around and they reveal what you look like. And it changes. Like when you see somebody, it just, yeah, you get a whole different feel about that person, a whole yeah. different ambiance. And yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there, yeah, th like you've given me a gift today because I didn't realize we were going to come on and do that. But I so appreciate you you sharing that with me and giving your insight to my face. So thank you very much for that, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No, I think it's just a really, um, I think we just need to be reminded that even in this modern world, like we are so caught up with looking at ourselves with judgment and looking at our wrinkles and looking at the things that aren't perfect with judgment instead of looking at ourselves with um, understanding and love and a new perspective on things and you know when we do that then there's so much transformation and um, or potential to heal things or to um, just be different if we want to be yeah I love that it's so important because you know, if you're not kind with yourself, who's going to really do it? You know, a lot of times people think that um, it's conceited or it's, you know, we think that we're better than others when we talk about ourselves or, or we look at ourselves and make judgments, but it's not. We really need to, we need to be kinder to ourselves. Uh, we need to do so many things that there's just so many things that we can do to to heal like you're saying and and be open to what other people are are saying that they see as well and don't only believe the bad things you know sometimes we change our identity based on what other people think of us or what other people say we are so i think it's so important to take that with a grain of salt and and it's okay to believe that you're successful and it's okay to believe that you know all these great things as well like sometimes i know this is a bit off topic but sometimes you know if somebody, for example, if a woman's been through, um, through, you know, some abuse, um, they no longer want to, uh, they put on weight sometimes on purpose because they don't want to look pretty. They don't want to look beautiful, um, because they're afraid of things happening again sometimes, or it could be anything like that. Sometimes we know that we can be really successful in something, but yet we don't think we should talk about ourselves in a successful way because what if it happens you know what will people think and I think it, it's so important for us to stop doing that to ourselves I don't yeah. know if you agree with that but I hear that a lot you know that people no, downplay absolutely absolutely and then you know then we get the opportunity to think of why you know and then uh you know in the scenario that you were talking about with the women of course you're gonna want to like take care of yourself and so part of self-care is feeding your soul and then uh you know then you overfeed potentially but then you build this cushion of protection but if you understood um 
what your face said about how you are supposed to process your pain, because we all process pain differently, then you it could change the outcome. Or um, you know, if you understood what to look for next time, so you know what you want in a new partner and how to find uh, clues that that person will be more, more like the person you want, not more like the person you were with, uh, then it could change the way you look at potential new partners. So, because we tend to see, you know, with our, uh, we see with our picture of what the perfect person is, but we don't see what those features mean. We don't see uh, aggression necessarily if you're not looking for it. You don't see, uh, you know, someone who doesn't know how to take care of another person in unless you're looking for it, right? All and the so really important you... things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I feel a lot more knowledgeable now on this topic than I did when we first started, because <laughs> I honestly was so intrigued, but I didn't really know anything about it. So thank you for coming on and for sharing this with us. I hope people take advantage um, and connect with you because I think it's going to be very eye-opening for them. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, and no so problem. It was such a pleasure. And thank you for being so open and allowing me to share your story with your Oh, I'm listeners. so happy that you did. No, I'm okay. I'm an open book now. I got nothing to, you know. <laughs> I'm great. And everything you said was was right on. So you're good. No, well, thank you. I always love the validation. <laughs> That's and, awesome. and you know, that's the thing you started off as a skeptic, which really I love. So not uh, as not, yeah. well, not necessarily. So I don't want you to feel that I was, I was just thinking that a lot of people out there might be, I'm always open yeah. to learning new things. So, but I just wanted to understand, you know, I had to listen a little bit more. So maybe I was a little bit. Of... No, I love that. Yeah. Though. I love converting the skeptics. <laughs> <laughs> that's phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, this is interesting. So where can I find you? Where can I learn a little bit more about you? Um, you can just go to michellebutt.com. There's resources there on Facebook. I think it's Michelle Butt um, on Facebook. Yeah, I post videos there and stuff. So information. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, I hope you had fun. I had fun learning all this stuff. I did. Yeah, and I learned a little bit about... Uh, about myself so this is always always a good thing but yeah. uh, thank you so much and it was great to meet you you too thank you for tuning in to this week's episode if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe or leave a review see you next week on the giving starts with you podcast